Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring 20s Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I hope everyone has an amazing week this week. Oh, my gosh. We wish it so much for you. We wish it. You really do. Retrograde, so good luck. (sighs) I heard somebody say we're in Gatorade. (laughs) That's not it. It's definitely not it, but I was just like, oh. (laughs) Oh, that's what you're saying. What are you going to be for Halloween? Have you even started thinking about it? No, I really haven't. I have, well, it's, I've thought about like, what am I going to be for Halloween? Um, but I haven't gone further than that. Like I've, I've considered, have you thought about it? Um, me and Nathaniel have thought of some ideas, but I don't. What? Have, um, oh, here's one of his. Um, he wanted me to be Yoda. And he wanted to be Chewbacca. So I said, okay, so everybody is going to look sexy and beautiful. And you want me to dress up as a small green troll. Honestly, you'd make a pretty cute Yoda, I feel. You low-key look like Yoda and Chewbacca. Like that. Honestly, you, like that. you should give it a go. I think Yoda's fucking cute. You think Yoda's cute? Baby Yoda or real Yoda? No, baby. Hmm. But everybody's going to be all sexy and I'm going to be a green troll. Maybe that's what we talk about today. The stigma behind Halloween. I think we need to wait for that. But I think people need to start. But I do like that. And I think we should do an episode on that. But I, it's October 4th. And I imagine people need to start thinking about costuming. They definitely do. I have a list. And because Chris has always been working on Halloween. I actually don't think he's working this Halloween. Um, but he always has. So my couple's costume note is stuff for me and Ashley <laughs> every year because I'm really like, wanted never... to be the Rugrats for like seven years. I have wanted to have a group costume with my friends forever, and they all suck, and they don't ever want to do it because a Rugrats costume would be us in diapers. I don't care. That's so funny. <laughs> it is like low key funny. All of our friends in diapers, like, come on. Right, that would be hilarious. That would be really funny. I know. Like, I can just see us with, like, a crop oh, top and a diaper. Oh, oh, that's it. We're just in crop tops and diapers. <gasps> no one steal it. And we all have, like, such small bladders. We we would benefit from the diaper. No, you can't pee in the diaper. No, you could. Oh. You could. Actually, that would be helpful at the bar when you're like. Yeah, and then we could just change each other's diapers. We'll bring a a knapsack. (laughs) With some wipes and some baby powder. Yes, and some, what do they put? They put cream, right? Or something? Some sort of ointment. Yeah, like an ointment. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Baby bottles and put our drinks in baby bottles. This idea gets more genius by the second. Wow, it really does. Okay, no one steal it. If I see any group costume of Rugrats, we know you stole it from us. Even though it's like so mainstream. (laughs) So many people have become Rugrats. I've never seen anyone do it. I'll tell you that. Really? All right. Have you? Yeah, I I have. I did in college. 
Oh, did they wear diapers and crop tops? Oh, uh, just Tommy. Not as good. No, not all of them. Not as good. We'll all wear. We'll all. We'll all take part in the diaper situation. Yes, we just gotta find some diapers that fit. <laughs> so I hope everyone is um looking thinking about their Halloween costumes would love to know what everybody is thinking about being maybe we should do a poll yes would love to know I would love some creative ideas I love when people take inspiration from like more like shows of that year yes love so true we'll see like another really funny one that Nathan said that we could be there which wasn't good I said we should be Gru and a minion because we also look like that and he was offended by that one. But not by Chewbacca? <laughs> I, I think he wasn't offended by the group part. He didn't, he thought that it would w- be weird that I was a minion. I was like, what is weird about that? Yeah, what's weird? Minions are so cute. I know. I feel like he thinks it's like a baby. Banana. Banana. <laughs> See, okay. I knew it. Anyway, any hoodles, anywho, would love to hear it about it in the polls. Um, but today, Brenda and I are going to be talking about well, we were talking about this earlier, and we're like, wow, this would be a good thing about feeling confident in spaces that you're not yet fully, truly confident in, mm-hmm. or like building confidence in a space that might be like different or new, right? Yeah, definitely. I just, I think it just applies to so many different things. Like, I think it's hard to feel like you've mastered anything, but to step into space, but I think that familiarity and comfort like go hand in hand. So I feel like after a while we grow more comfortable Mm -hmm. in spaces where we are familiar in spaces where we feel like we've kind of got things down or whatever. So whether it's in a job, whether it's in a gym, whether it's on a set, whether it's in a totally new area, like our levels of comfort and confidence shift depending on our relationship to the situation. So it's relevant to both of us. And I'm hopefully, I assume all of you in different ways um, and how we show up and what type of energy we bring all these different things, depending on how we feel in that moment or how we feel either in comparison to people around us, how we feel to our past selves. So there's so many different directions we could take it. 100%. But before we do that, it is time for Pride and My pride. My pride this week is that I am getting involved in a creative project that I'll tell you guys about in a couple weeks, but um, it's definitely like super spontaneous and like ballsy for me because it is relevant to a space I'm not comfortable or confident in. Which we'll Um, talk about. Yes. (laughs) Um, So it's honestly like a big deal for me to be taking that step. Plus I'm going to have to fly to Colorado for a weekend at a really terribly inconvenient time in comparison to life right now um is it inconvenient? and all things just like everything with the house and whatnot like we don't have a finalized closing date yet mm-hmm. um and they're supposed to tell you like the week of I guess um so I mean they, they can't like force us to go if I'm not here in the same place but um I just love to know things so yeah, but you can't say no to good opportunities. You definitely can't. But honestly, too, it just everything happens so quickly and I love it and I'm so grateful and I'm having fun. Um, but I'm a big like preparation type of person. So it's so interesting that like I step 
I put my brain into people like Julia or anyone that like does creative things all the time. And I'm just like, damn, like that takes a lot of like, um, surrender, I guess, of like not having too much time to prepare, you know? No time. No time. So that's like really fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, so I'm very excited. Yay for being a spontaneous human being and for doing things that we love um, without preparation. Um, and then my pickle, my pickle is that I just went to wash my face off, meaning my face mask off because my skin is horrible. Mine too. I found a floating poop in my toilet and it wasn't mine. And I'm upset about it. Oh, gross. Disgusting. Ew. I if really- you've located the pooper, let me know. Are you sure it wasn't yours? I'm literally 100% positive. I wish it was me. I literally wish it was me. That's not me either. Yeah, it's not nice. Like, if you're going to eat food, <laughs> like, flush. Like, come on. Come on, you know how to use it. You know how. I you just like, do. Oh, okay. No, we're not going to go down this tangent. I was going to go down a whole rabbit hole, but we're not going to go there. Okay. Instead, tell me your pride and pickle. My pride this week is that um, I just today I went to a screening to see a film that I was in. It was the first time I saw it. I've seen the film, but it was the first time I saw it like in a theater, which was cool to get to see it the way it's meant to be seen. Um, So that was nice. And I got a couple nominations in a couple festivals for best actress for this film which is nice oh my god um so that was my pride and then my pickle is that I have a cold because I was shooting outside all week in the cold oh my the way she just said that you guys can we discuss that here's the thing first I want to know can I see this movie sure but where I I mean I can send you the private link that I have to the movie. Oh, amazing. Okay, please do that. Actually, I think it is on one stream. I think it's on Arrow Player right now, but I don't, you have to have a subscription to that, and I don't think you want to pay for that. I'll just send you the link. Do the proceeds go to you? No. Okay, then I'm not paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, my friend Elizabeth is my new eyebrow lady because I can't afford my eyebrows, so I can't afford a subscription that doesn't benefit my friend. Absolutely not. It doesn't benefit my Julia. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Congratulations on your nominations, multiple. Um, can't wait to watch this private viewing. And oh, you think you can really get a cold in the cold? Because whenever my grandma used to be like, "You're gonna get a cold if you go outside with your hair wet," I thought she was a conspiracist. No, I honestly I don't know why you get a cold in the cold I would love to know would love to have a doctor come on to explain that to us but we were shooting outside in the dark in the cold at nighttime um for the past few days and we all now have colds because also the film takes place in the summer so we're wearing summertime clothing um and it is fucking 50 degrees outside at night now are you allowed to tell us what the film is about about us it is about a group of teens that go on a senior scavenger hunt the night before graduation like friendship and coming of age and um there is a incident that all of the 
characters have gone through prior to this, which colors a lot of the story and the meaning behind their friendships and their experiences. And it's a comedy, but it has some dramatic themes. What's your character name? Her name is Patty. Patty? Oh, I actually like that. Patricia is her real name, but she goes by Patty Pop. Patty Pop. Okay, okay. Do you have an accent? No. Okay. Okay. Why, I think did, you, why are, did you think that? I, I think those are all my questions for now. Those are great questions. Do you have a specific hairstyle? Yeah. What is it? She's curls in her hair. Like curls like your hair curled like with the curling iron oh okay all right all right that's all for now (laughs) thank you for your questions no further questions thank you that's it okay amazing i love it i love it i love it we got a star on our hands um so i guess in relevance to everything that we mentioned what is a space uh, right now that you feel like you are navigating feeling fully comfortable and confident like what comes up for you um yeah being on this film has certainly pushed me to analyze a lot of that and it's actually really funny because my astrology for the past couple weeks and for this week this coming week as well has been all in my sixth house of career um and in and the themes about it have been like learning um learning how to like shed what no longer serves me and how to like really stand my ground in in planting the seeds for how I want my career to play out moving forward and also like power dynamics within that and um learning like a lot about like learning how I how to operate in a sp- in the space of my career and how that operates in like the wholeness of my life which has been very true um, I think a, in terms of spaces that I feel uncomfortable in within that, there's two, it's, there, there's been two parts for me. And then Brenda has something really relevant as well. There's been two parts for me. And one part is, um, the fun part of that. I'm getting to work with actors in this film who are much more experienced than me, who have much more credit than I do, who, are you know very well respected actors in the industry and getting to be on set with them where I'm you know younger I'm less experienced I think I maybe had some nerves prior to this of like well when I get on set with someone who is way more seasoned than I am like am I going to be able to show up and do my job as well as I want to and Um, that's always been a little bit of a fear in the back of my head of things. And now getting to work with people who I, uh, admire in terms of their, um, like place in the industry, I feel I've gained so much confidence just by that practice of like getting to be on set with them and getting to work with them and, just gaining confidence and like yeah okay I can show up who and whoever is playing opposite me like I can show up and do my job and that I'm good at my job and I can and I can bring as much to the table as those people do and I think a lot of that is just having the opportunity to really try it and do it and luckily I've succeeded thus far but you know I think a failure in that space would be a learning learning 
process as well. And I think that that's relevant for people, not just in my industry, when you're working with like someone that's like a little famous or, you know, has been a, has a really respected seasoned actor, like for any job, like I think people can feel that nervousness of like, okay, like, am I going to be able to step into the room with maybe like my boss or the CEO or, or this person that's higher up in the company than me and like do my job and feeling confident that you are, you are meant to be in that room. You're meant to be there. You, you got hired to do your job for a reason and you're meant to be there. And like, you can have confidence in that, that like someone wouldn't have hired you if they didn't think that you were, you know, had the possibility to do it. Um, I think maybe you can relate to that in this moment as well. Oh, I definitely can. And I really, something that stood out to me that you said is, you alluded to at least, is this idea of like not measuring up or the fear of not measuring up yeah. um, to what either you know you're capable of or to what you think you have potential for or to maybe what uh, what you think other people might expect you to measure up to. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes in all those senses because I know for myself, I have a big like, I guess, story that I don't realize that I don't perform as well as I practice. Um, and I don't know what it is, but like, even, um, today I was recording a song. Um, and it's like every time that I was given direction on how specifically to do something, I would literally in that moment when it, the time came to start recording, if I put too much mental pressure without even realizing it, I would, it wouldn't be bad, but it was not as good as when I literally was just like, okay, go and just did it. And like close my eyes and just did it. And it's really fascinating because they started noticing that pattern and they're like, wow, really, when you think too much about it or put too much intention to the point where it's counterproductive, mm-hmm. it literally does not come out of you. It doesn't flow in the same way as when it's like just effortless. I don't know. So um, I think in that sense, but I think also a space right now that I'm navigating is just in the idea of like singing at all. Um, I used to, which is so crazy, like define myself as a singer all growing up. It's actually like all I knew myself as like, there was no other piece of Brenda. It was Brenda, the girl who sings. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's how, like, I feel like I was known growing up, even in like elementary school, like it was like getting solos and like always spending time singing. I remember we literally used to sit at outside on the playground and people would just listen to me sing at the time high school musical so it's so funny that now that feels like such a detached part of me and when an opportunity came to me and kind of just like fell into my lap to just try um something creative and record a song and you know uh do a project and all those things I really the reason that I jumped wasn't because I was like, oh, I am a singer and this is what I do. Like I jumped because I was like, yeah, anything's worth a shot at this, at this season in life, like whatever. Um, this could be cool if it works out, blah, blah, blah. But it was no like strings attached really. And anyway, now one of the things that I'm navigating beyond wanting to caring deeply about this project now that I know some more like basis behind it um, is also wanting to perform as well as not only I know that I can, even though I do have some hesitations in general, because it's an unfamiliar type of um, project, like it's something that I've personally never done before, but also wanting to meet the expectations of the people that I've come to connect with that do have higher expectations for me to bring this vision they have to life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a, a very interesting, all-encompassing um, feeling that obviously brings some hesitation and wanting to measure up, but like also not really knowing what that even looks like. Did you have any fear around saying yes to the project? Um, yes, because hold on, there's a really big bug, you guys. I'm so sorry, but this thing, this creepy crawler is not coming to like in my mouth when I speak. Oh my God, ew. Okay, we're good. We're good. I got it. Get rid of him. Thank you for your time. Um, was <laughs> rent-free tenants. We're back. We're back. Um, any hesitations in saying yes? Hmm. Out of those fears or, or no. So it's interesting because I feel like any other time I would say yes, but I kind of just decided to, this is interesting. I'd never thought about this. I, I said yes, no matter what, I guess my only hesitation at the time was like the timing, like when is this going to be, when's it going to work out? Cause if it's literally one week later, I can't do it. Or I, or I can't guarantee that my time will be worked out in that way. But when it came to all those other things, I don't know why I just like, just was like, I'll give it a go. Like, I'll just try. And if it's, I love it. Yeah, it's very actually unlike me. And I didn't process this until now, but I didn't let, I don't even think I thought about it. Honestly, I just was like, okay, well, if they pick me, they pick me, but I didn't put too much pressure on the idea of being picked either. Well, I think that that is like a wonderful thing for people to reflect on. And if anyone gets anything out of this episode, I think it is just like saying yes, even to things that like scare you or even to things that you don't maybe feel 100% ready for, or things that you doubt if you're ready for, or things that maybe you know that you're ready for them, but you're just a little nervous about it. Like, I think, I think what we've learned so much, and it's such a cliche, but like, really just jumping in and saying yes to things, even if you don't think that you're a hundred percent ready for them or a hundred percent qualified or, or because if someone sees that in you and is inviting you to the table, like, why would you say no to the invitation? Like you're better off to go and sit down and learn some things and maybe possibly fail, but like you've learned you've learned yeah. one and, and and like not be you know because when I don't I don't know I think I think we keep, keep coming across this theme of like there will never ever be a right time for anything you kind of just have to say yes yeah and it, it's oh, it's so interesting it really is because I think we do come up against a lot of different things that like make us feel like oh maybe I'm not ready or like I'm trying to put together in my head like any any past version of myself would 100% immediately be like, bitch, you're not ready. You haven't sang a fucking note in a while, <laughs> um, especially consistently. Um, and I was like joking around about it and stuff. But I really think that part of the reason why I said yes and part of the reason why I jumped and part of the reason why I could do that in other areas of my life is because of the trust I'm continuing. Continuing is key to garner in myself that like for any situation, I'll figure it out. I might not have all the pieces. I might not have all the answers. And I'm not saying that's comfortable. That shit's highly uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. I was telling Julia before, a very transparent thing that's uncomfortable for me is not knowing timing. Even tonight, me and Julia were supposed to record, I want to say about like three hours ago. <laughs> and um, she was super kind and super flexible. But like for me, it bothered me to an extent and impacted my ability to be fully present in the moment. Um, 
during what I was doing earlier, just because I was like, fuck, I'm kind of screwing over my friend right now. I like, I'm much later than I said I was going to be. Um, no. And like, now I know that, but it's just one of those things, um, in terms of navigating is like time and control and all that, all that stuff. But I really do think that a lot of the intentional work I've been putting into other areas of my life spill into saying yes to new opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other piece that has come up for me, and I know you've experienced this at your other job, and I think that this, we could do like a whole different episode on this, but, uh, um, you know, in terms of like feeling uncomfortable in spaces that you're not yet fully comfortable in, um, I have found a lot of fear around advocating for myself as someone who is quote-unquote newer who has less leg to stand on in terms of credentials and I think a lot of young women face this in the workplace of not wanting to seem difficult yeah um you know you you always kind of want to seem I feel like there's always this this idea that you should seem flexible and easygoing and yes of in a lot of situations yes you should be flexible um but also like there are certain things in which are which people do sometimes need to advocate for themselves and advocating for yourself in something that you need or were promised or is like just a basic you know way that people should be operating is not being difficult but it's some and I know that logically but it's something that I've come up a a lot against internally of being like well uh this was in my contract and I should be getting this but and I want to ask for it but uh I don't want to seem difficult or ungrateful or blah 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 and I think this could be like a whole fucking episode about that um especially as like what oh, the messages were given as especially as women I'm sure men face this in the workplace as well but especially as women um and even for the people that work for me like you know I I advocated to myself for the people that I'm working for right now but I even had a hard time asking the people that work for me my agents to 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 ask for things that I needed asking for but they work for me like and like, why am I afraid to ask the people that work for me to ask for what I need? Like, it's yeah. so, it's such a, it's, it's such a crazy thing that I'm certainly navigating and learning so much about. Like, I feel like my experience these past few weeks has been completely invaluable in that sense. Yeah. Um, but it's, man, it's stressful. Oh, it's so stressful. And I, I personally hundred percent feel it in, in my full-time job. Um, I feel it in all different areas. I even feel it in like, you're saying work for me and it's still relevant, but like, um, when it comes to like, even like our real estate agent, like she's our realtor, she technically quote unquote works for us. Mm -hmm. And I feel weird asking certain questions when like, it's our right to know the answer. Right. That exactly. That is like the part even fucking like, uh, and I'll go to the full-time job thing. Cause I know it's relevant, but even like when I get my hair done and I get my highlights done or something and I don't like it, like, let's say this was oh, yeah. years ago. Now I consistently do like it. I will say that, but let's a couple of years back, I would just not be consistent with like the person I would go to. I would hate my hair and I wouldn't say anything because I would feel bad offending them. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just like wait, or seeming you know, difficult or seeming yeah. for the service they gave you or exactly. like, oh, and this goes for like I I don't know if you do this or not but like even it goes to like we just I just feel bad inconveniencing burdening seeming like careless I have never literally never sent food back at a restaurant and I'm not judging people who do I think it's a, like do what you need to do right but it's something that I struggle with because I feel so bad and in terms of my like with your hair or with your nails or like stuff like little silly things like that even like you're paying for a service mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean you have to be a nasty piece of shit oh about God, it. Absolutely not. You should always be kind. Always be kind. Always, always be, be respectful. You should be kind and you should be respectful. It, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be one or the other. I no. think it has to be both. It has to be both. But it's also like, I think we do take it to, if we, sometimes we assume respectful means like not advocating for yourself at all. And it's just like, you know, there is a way to go about things where it's like, oh, you know what, this actually, this wasn't what I asked for. This wasn't what I envisioned, or, you know, this is how I wanted something to be, whatever. But it's like, even in those moments, it feels so awkward. And in terms of my full-time job, I absolutely struggle with that when it comes to like finances or whatever. I very much tiptoe around certain things um, when it comes to either money or, um, you know, like awkward conversations around like what other people in the office are making financially and how we do or don't relay that to the person in charge. Um, like so many different things when it comes to that, but also just, just in general, like I just notice I have such a, I logically know that I have incredible work ethic. I bring a lot to the table, blah, 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 but because I don't feel like an expert in my full-time job, although I know I know more than I did. And I know that I hold a lot of value in the company. I don't feel like an absolute expert. And as a result, I don't carry myself that way. Like I very much um, downplay a lot of things. And I think I do that in a lot of different areas in life. And someone called me out on it the other day, even when it came to something as simple as like, like running a half marathon, like I'd be like, oh, you know, like my past self would be so proud of me for running 15 miles, even though like I totally could have ran it faster. Like I'm always like downplaying something that like doesn't deserve to be downplayed. Yeah. And I don't know why. Do you find yourself justifying? Well, I do know why, but do you find yourself justifying certain things that you do in certain aspects as well? I don't think I, I, I think I do that, but just in a different way. I think that that is also like a female thing we've been conditioned as women to do is like, I feel very uncomfortable talking about my wins. Mm -hmm. Like I avoid it at all costs. Like even being like, oh yeah, I got this nomination for like best actress. Like I feel extremely uncomfortable just even saying that. Yeah. Like, even though like, okay, like, I did my job, I did a good job, like, that is a very nice thing to happen, but, like, to me, I just feel like I'd rather just kind of glaze over those things, someone, if someone's like, oh, like, you're, like, in this movie, like, that's so cool, I'm like, yeah, it's fine, like, it's my job. I asked you that question, and I take it back, because I actually know your answer for you, Julia is the most nonchalant about any fucking thing. (laughs) Because it just makes me, like, so fucking. Like, I regret even asking you that question out loud, because I should (laughs) have just known the answer. Like you're actually, you're actually notorious for being so fucking casual about anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, because 
I think it's twofold. I think on one hand, I feel really uncomfortable talking about, I feel really uncomfortable talking about positive things in my life. I don't know why. I, I feel it's, do you think it's like do you feel like you're bragging or do you feel bad for other people comparing themselves like no I, I I mean I think that that is a good question for me to ask myself I agree I would because I really would love to know the answer and I, I I especially do it with like I especially do it with close people like I do it with my parents I do it with my best friends for more like regular people like oh I'm just meeting someone yeah I could like talk about my projects or like blah 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 like to an acquaintance I don't have a problem doing that but to like my people who are like really my people I am so un- I just feel very like uncomfortable about it I don't know what it is I guess I really need to reflect on it I would, I would really love for you to do so because it's something you've done for like your whole life actually I also think there's another part of me that and I this is also something to reflect on that doesn't want to make I think that doesn't want to, how would I say it, like to make things a bigger deal than they actually are in like the grand scheme of things. Is it because you have even bigger expectations for yourself or because you think people will poke holes in it? I don't, I don't know. Okay. I really want you to dig into this. Oh my God, is this a therapy episode? (laughs) No, no. I'm not saying you have to dig into it now. I just mean in general, because the more I ruminate on it, the more I realized that it's something that like our friends would get not mad at Julia, but we'd be like, Julia, like that's a big, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, even like when she decided what college she was going to, or that she was going to pursue this or that she was going to study in Italy, like all these different things that she just says very casually. And now that I'm thinking about it, I like want to laugh because we like would make fun of her for it, but it is really something that she does. that definitely has some deeper things too. I know like if I were to put it into perspective for myself, like sometimes I think with certain things, I don't want to make things seem like a bigger deal either because I have a bigger vision. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. Yeah, Yeah. right? And then I don't, hmm. Because sometimes to me, like, those things don't even feel like a win. It just feels like they're part of the journey, which I think in one hand is, is good of, like, not over, you know, of, I don't know, in, in having bigger vision. I think that's good, but I think uh, something that I certainly should do more and something that I, I do for my friends is like really how important it is to celebrate those little milestones. And like, because, and it's, I'm such a hypocrite because like I, especially like with like when Nathan has like an exciting thing at work or you get an exciting thing at like, you know, in life or like someone like, I'm like, that's amazing. Like, let's celebrate. I know it's not where you want to be yet, but like, that's huge. And we should celebrate it and you should be satisfied where you are and you should be happy about that. And like, that doesn't take away from your bigger vision. And I'm truly, truly am like that for all of my people my life but I'm such a hypocrite because I'm so the opposite when it comes to my own shit yeah and I'm sure that goes for a lot of people too like I think we are much better at celebrating others and their milestones big or small or stepping stone whatever than our own and I think a lot of it does definitely like the more we talk about it have to do with like oh well this this doesn't compare to like the vision I have for myself which in itself like so cool that we have these great visions and dreams Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's it's just so much more fulfilling to be able to appreciate and celebrate where you are in, in this moment or have come this far, or at least give your, like... Yeah, we should. 
we're constantly going to be reaching towards something else. So to not take time to be like, like there was a time, even if we don't realize it now, like there was a time where what we have now is what we wanted. Yeah. And the visions and dreams have only grown over time because the efforts and the time and like all the stuff that we've put into it have grown as well. So it's, I don't know. I just think it, it does our, it does ourselves a disservice to not celebrate in those ways. It totally does. And I do really I do believe in that. I do 100% believe in that. But it is one of those things that like I totally believe in, but it is hard to apply to myself. So hard. It really is. So for anyone listening. You can like have those deep beliefs in something, but then like don't do them. 100%. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are guilty of it. Not guilty, but you know what I mean. And I just hope that for anyone listening right now that you, if you relate, if you're in a space right now where you either are worried that you don't measure up or won't measure up, or you're worried about the expectations that you set for yourself or worried about the expectations you think other people might have of you or any of those things, know that you're not alone. Know that we're in the same boat with you and the way that our boat looks changes all the time in different areas, but that you're more than welcome to chat with us about these things because I think a lot of people go through it, especially in their 20s, if they feel that even if they provide a shit ton of value or know that they can, that I think sometimes being on the younger end of the spectrum in certain spaces makes us kind of question our abilities. And yeah. Yeah, I would love to do a whole episode just about advocating for yourself in the workplace as a as a young woman because I think that that I mean we could probably talk about that and have experts on about that and um we should because it's very important that we garner those skills to do that and start to feel confident in advocating for ourselves um when when appropriate and needed but it's man that's hard and I I want to keep talking about that because I think that that's something that a many women face not even I mean uh, definitely in the workplace is one very particular um circumstance but also like advocating for yourself in your relationships advocating for yourself in your home you know advocating for yourself when you go to the nail salon like just advocating for yourself because you don't who is gonna wow true that so maybe that'll be our next seppy this was a great combo. I just have like one off tangent thing to say before we wrap up. Um, I, this was like a wow moment for me today. And I just think other people might relate to it, uh, which is why I want to share it. I, when I was sitting at the screening today, I had to, you know, I turned my phone off and I put my phone in my bag because it was a movie. It was movie theater. And like, I haven't been to the movies or to live theater in like a really long time this was the first time I think I went to the movies in a fucking long time since COVID um because I love the movies I just haven't been going since like things got back to normal but I was having so much anxiety that I couldn't check my phone during the movie and I was like whoa like it is a problem that I can't sit for an hour and a half without anxiety that I might be like missing something because I can't check my phone right now and I just had that realization of that moment of like 
we've gotten, especially with the quarantine and being home so much, like we've just gotten so accustomed to be able to just like pick up our phone and like check our phone and see who's texting or see who's calling or like check on social media and how really important it is to be able to be present where you are without that anxiety. And like, I truly had it. I had so much anxiety. I couldn't check my phone and I had to be, say to myself, like, no, like, enjoy where you are. You're in a movie theater for an hour and a half. Like, just be here. Like, you don't need, it's going to be okay. Like, nothing is going to go wrong. No one's going to get hurt. Like, you're not going to miss anything important. And it just was like, it was a little scary to me. For sure. Totally. I, I really understand that, like, urgency or the fear of something going wrong. I definitely feel that when it comes to, like, to work um or anything like that which is interesting because in the least rude way my job isn't like my absolute passion or anything like that but I always do have a fear of something going wrong or like someone needing me like my phone I guess this is a good example guys my phone constantly dies like constantly constantly and everybody laughs at me for it <laughs> um, but honestly like I do get incredibly anxious anytime that it does die out of fear of like what could be happening that because it happened out of nowhere like who could be needing me what could be going on and like um yeah a couple of weeks ago it was literally like not even bad whatsoever but somebody me and my brother were in the car and somebody hit our car and the that situation in itself was not like everyone was fine we're all good but ever I've just been reflecting so much more on the fact that like so much can happen unexpectedly and I don't like you know put all of this energy on it like I'm not like constantly thinking about it but I've just been like in some ways it's a beautiful thing that like unexpected things come to us and unexpected things happen and it's so beautiful that like the vision is greater or different or bigger than of life than we can imagine I love that and I've seen that happen time and time again, even recently in my life, but then there are aspects of it that like kind of worry me in some ways too. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, there are some things that happen obviously out of our control or things we can't plan for. And I am working on continuing to trust all of that. Like I'll navigate those things when they come and it'll be okay. But um, in relation to like the phone thing, whenever my phone does die, I'm like, shoot, like what mm-hmm. am I missing? And it is, it is scary. Yeah. But it is we nice to be able to. Pra- we should all practice disconnecting without the anxiety connected to disconnecting yeah agreed yep just top of mind but anyway loved this convo want to continue it I hope everybody has an incredible week thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us Mm -hmm. like it means so much to us please share the show with your friends your family share it on your Instagram stories we we are so happy that you guys continue to listen with us and like spread the word please please if you have found value in this episode or if there's any other episode that comes to mind uh definitely share it with people that you love share it everywhere that you can because the more that you are vocal about how much you love our little gang here at roaring 20s the more people we can reach the more people that will feel less alone so we appreciate you we love you and we will talk to you soon remember everybody oh shoot i'm so sorry okay remember you are a 10 out of 10 baby bye everyone bye thanks for listening to roaring 20s podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone 
our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.